Praise Radio for Midwest Kansas. I'm Dave, and I have a special guest here with me. I got uh, Brian Fisher with Teens for Christ here. So as you guys are Teens for Christ, ministering to teenagers. Yep, that's what we do. That's kinda, our passion. Kind of fits there, right? Yeah. And you're located out of Phillipsburg. Main headquarters is Phillipsburg, yes. Yeah, but you guys have offices or you work with Teens for Christ groups that... Uh, Go as far west as uh, along Highway 36. We go out to Atwood, down to Waukini, and then up into Nebraska, and then east over ways. Start just now working with uh, some more people over towards Smith Center and Osborne in that area. Okay. How many groups would you say you guys have? Well, uh, probably seven or eight groups total. Seven or eight. Okay. So how many teens do you think uh, ballpark? Around 100 to 150. That's a lot of teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> that can make for a very interesting lock-in if you ever have those. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just we just had an event this past Sunday uh, afternoon, evening, and we had close to 75 to 80 people there in Phillipsburg oh, for wow. that. So That's pretty exciting. How'd it go? Yeah. It went really well. It's kind of the new version of what we used to do when I was a teenager. It was the monthly rallies every second Saturday of the month, but now we have something called a 180 encounter that's actually led by a group of teenagers. And then it's just that it's that event that we use to get all of the groups together from mm-hmm. the different communities. And we've even had some newer ones showing up from Nebraska and that type of stuff to try to expand what we're doing. That's pretty awesome. Well, what was the uh, message you guys went, went over? The, on this past Sunday, uh, this one was called Breaking Barriers. The teenagers developed this themselves, and they wanted to talk about the barriers that we face to following Jesus. And so they talked about the barriers that they face in their own lives of following Jesus and and uh, just living for Him. So that was kind of the main theme for this one. They develop a new theme for each one that they do. The next one will be like the first Sunday in April. So That is really awesome. Yeah. It's, cool. And it's very relevant because they're sharing from their own hearts. So the teenagers are hearing from their peers yeah. through this ministry. And, and so I, I think it really impacts them that much more than, you know, us older people, you know, standing there and telling them about it. They're, they're relating to their peers and the people that are their age. So what else can you can you tell us about what's happening with Teens for Christ? What do you see God doing through the ministry right now? Well, there's always many things happening with youth ministry. Right now, we're wrapping up our uh, mission trip application process uh, for our longer summer mission trips that'll happen right at the first part of June. Um, One will be a disaster relief trip, so we don't know exactly where that one will go yet, but we'll be looking for places where things have happened. Maybe we'll be working with some of the fire damage here yet Mm -hmm. already, so... We don't know at that point. There might be other storms we can go help with. Uh, we've kind of said we'll do it within a one day's drive of Phillipsburg um, because that that trip will include even like eighth graders and above. So okay. we're going to stay. We're not going to travel clear across the United States to get to something. But there's been plenty around here already, even the tornadoes over in like Tennessee and Kentucky uh, not that long ago. So we're looking for um, places to just go serve people. And we like uh, focusing in areas, uh, rural areas, because sometimes the rural areas are the ones that survive, you know, go through a disaster and then they don't get as much help. And it's, you know, there's not as many people that come. Uh, Several years ago, we went clear to Alabama and, you know, FEMA came in and hit the big cities and we were two or three months you know, behind the tornadoes and there was rural areas where they hadn't even been touched yet. The damage was just still there. And so we went in and helped those people in the rural areas because our heart's rural ministry. Yeah. The other trip is kind of a fun one that we call Splash 3.0. Uh, it's 
splash stands for surrender, pray, look, ask, and serve happily. And in this one, we don't know where we're going until we pull out two bags, one with directions and one with miles. And we draw a direction, we draw a set of miles, and we drive that direction in that many miles. And we just start praying and looking and asking and serving however God wants to serve uh, in that spot. And those have been incredible trips of just following God and and we trust him to provide us a place to stay and we trust him to provide us you know we, we take our own food so you know we're not going to starve mm-hmm. but, but yeah. we have we have to trust him we'll have tents in case we have to sleep in tents but most of the time churches you know open their doors and we sleep in churches and just different things like that so that's always a faith building trip yeah, as we do that. And so, and then we have some smaller trips in the summer that we also call splice trips where we just travel to some local communities and serve for two or three days. And we'll decide what community we're going to ahead of time in that usually. And it'll be some of the communities that we work with, you know, in our ministry, or maybe some new communities that we're trying to build some relationships with churches and those uh, people or churches and those communities to start youth ministry there. So we like to serve local too. I love the local feel. I love the uh, rural feel because, you know, the rural areas can be forgotten about. You know, the mm-hmm. big news comes in and, and they'll sure focus on the urban cities, but it's easy to forget about the local farmer who he needs help too. Mm-hmm. So I love that. That and that little, what you said, splash, was it? Yeah. Splash. We have kind of the big splash trip, which is, is very much just drawing directions and miles and you just go. That and the other crazy. one, the small ones, the local ones, you know, we'll decide ahead of time and go serve in a. We may not know exactly what we're going to do in that community yet, but usually we've chosen a community and and we know where we're going in that aspect. That is so cool. This is Praise Radio for Midwest Kansas KPRD. I'm Dave. I got special guest Brian Fisher here with me with Teens for Christ. And Brian, we were talking about those uh, those those mission trips that you guys are getting ready for. One here this week, um, the splash trips, which sound pretty exciting, yes. uh, pretty incredible. You talked about uh, if uh, someone would like to, like you know, if a team would like to go on one of those trips to um, to go to your website. What, what the site was again? Uh, t- tfcconnection.org. And, but there's also maybe some opportunities for an internship to serve mm-hmm. with TSC, whether it's with, with Mission Trip or with your camp ministry too. Right. I talked about the 180 Encounter. They're designed by teenagers in the ministry. Well, our camp program is actually intern-led. So we have interns that come in during the summer and put together the camp program. Actually, they've already started. In this past December, they, they've already met and decided the theme for camp and gotten it rolling and then they'll work on it because these are all college students so mm-hmm. they're they're back in college now and they're having to do college work so <laughs> it takes a break they'll meet again during spring break and then when they hit summer they'll come to the office they'll be there and uh, really start working on it but our internship program we have several levels we have camp interns which that's just their main thing they just work on camp and then so they might be home for the summer and they'll have jobs or be at work at home you know and then they just work on camp and then we have summer interns who join us for the whole summer. Okay. And so when they come in, they basically go on the mission trips. They help us lead the mission trips that we were talking about. And then they work on camp and they help lead the camp. And then summer's over. <laughs> it's like we start with mission trips and we end with camp and we do some of those small splice trips in the middle. But man, they're in the office that camp planning and getting everything ready for camp is a big project. And then we also have one-year interns. We have a one-year intern now that's been working with us since last fall. It's kind of different. Usually they come in in the spring and stay till the next spring, but he was a summer intern and then decided to stay with us, uh, take a break from 
uh, college for a year and just uh, work with us for a year. So he'll be working through. And then we have another one-year intern coming in in May, which she's been a summer intern with us for two years. And now she's coming in to do a one-year internship. And in the past, those uh, kids have actually turned into staff members. Some of our youngest staff members uh, right now are ones who came through TFC. Then they did a camp internship. Then they did maybe a summer internship. And then one-year internship and then became staff members. So we've been doing that too. And we've been doing it through the, the next gen internship program with next tech in the p- past few years. So that's been good to be able to just kind of partner with next gen and bring yeah. in some interns for TFC. And then their goal is to get kids, maybe to uh, young adults to stay in in our communities. And we might be seeing that through TFC here of that's really recruiting good. another young adult to maybe come back and work in our local rural areas so one of the best ways to grow in your walk with christ is to serve in that capacity oh yeah as you're serving and helping others connect others point others to christ diving into the word word with teens and with kids do you see a lot of that do you see like your interns like the growth that christ builds into their walks through the program yes yes. even we've had and recently we've had some other interns come through and become youth pastors at uh, churches in some of the small communities so those ones have become interns it just builds their faith in in big ways and we do see those being a lot stronger uh, moving forward as young adults into their adult years and stuff so i love that uh, so if someone wants to become an intern uh we usually have that application process in the fall so that they're come in because they start uh you know in the winter with yeah. the camp planning and the camp programs so it would be something uh that we people could call us and say hey we're interested in that and so then the next rotation we'd come through and we would send them the information to do that so awesome and a lot of times it's that it's after you know, a high school graduate, we still consider a teenager, <laughs> you know, within the ministry to go on the trips and that type of stuff. So these usually are um, teens who have graduated and this is through their first year of college, you know, so then they'll be coming as, as an intern after that. So Now talking about here next, as you guys are a nonprofit ministry, yes, working with numerous churches, work, working with numerous teens throughout mm-hmm. what you said, going all the way to Atwood, down to mm-hmm. Joaquini obviously in Phillipsburg where your head office is. How far mm-hmm. east do you guys go? Um, we have some people now working with us over towards the Smith Center area down to Osborne. Okay, so numerous counties. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, uh, you do see a lot of churches kind of partner with you, which is kind of a fun way to do ministry. Yes, that's we our heart and our passion is rural communities, and it's working with churches. Uh, we'd rather not be seen as competition, but more as cooperation. And really most of our groups uh, meet in churches because that's one of the places where we can gather them together best. And we like to go into communities and work with the churches there and uh, just build partnerships with them in different ways. A couple of the groups are just the actual church youth group, but we open it up. We try to get more from the community there, but we want to partner with those churches in whatever way we can to uh, promote youth ministry in those communities. And I mean, that's kind of our heart as a station to come alongside churches, to come Mm -hmm. alongside the body of Christ and work together to point people towards Christ. More people working together to point people towards Christ, we'll call that a good thing, right? Yes, it is. We we like, it's just a big network of youth ministry in our, in our rural communities and networked with churches. So, so if there's a church in a rural community that thinks, Hey, you know, I don't have youth group. This sounds like this could be a good possibility to join in ministry. Yeah. Should they give you a call? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just uh, our phone number in Phillipsburg is 785-543-5294. Go to the website. You can contact us through there with uh, our 
contact uh, information on there. And my email is just brian at tfcconnection.org. In fact, one of the people we're kind of working with now, we had worked with in the past, they moved away. Now they've moved back and they're at a new church and they're wanting to work with us. Her initial introduction to TFC was just through KPRD. And she heard our advertisement on KPRD and she contacted us and we got a youth group started and they were ministering to kids in multiple different communities down by around Osborne. So it was, it's fun. So it's the radio has helped us out too. And just getting the word out and helping us find people who want to partner with us. And, and one of the things we're wanting to do too, is we know in our, our rural communities that it's hard for churches, even churches that are fairly successful, they can't afford full-time youth pastor plus a senior pastor and somebody who leads the church. And a lot of times if those churches have youth groups, it falls on the back of the senior pastor to kind of do that too. And I've talked to several and that just really pushes them to the limit. And the youth group kind of becomes the last thing that they can put their energy to. And they would rather be able to put more energy to it. We have even talked with some churches, you know, well, they might be able to afford to hire a part-time youth pastor, well, then we can partner with them and they can be, you know, part-time TFC staff and raise support through TFC. And then the church can pay, you know, them the other half of the their salary and they can be like a full-time youth pastor in our rural communities. And then, then that gives them the connection of the network with all the other churches in the areas and the youth groups together. Because we really see a big benefit of getting all these youth groups from different communities together and they build friendships that last lifetimes. We've seen people that, you know, develop friendships with teenagers that of their own age and, you know, different communities and go on mission trips together, go to camp together. And then those, those relationships, you know, just last for a long time and it, it really increases their faith and they become stronger because they have these strong relationships with other teenagers that have a similar passion for following Jesus. I love to see how God does that as you know people all over and churches partnering with, with you guys developing youth ministry in, in, in their communities. It's, it's, it's pretty exciting to see God work in that way. Tell us, as you guys are working with what, what you said about 100 teens, right? Yes. Teen of today in rural America, what do you see them struggling with? What feelings do you see them struggling with? Well, there's a lot of anxiety within the teens this during the season, just because of a lot of things happening, you know, just with COVID. And in the rural communities, we don't seem to deal with that quite as much as in the bigger cities with the lockdowns and the different mm-hmm. restrictions, especially this year. But one of the things, you know, just school, <laughs> there's just a lot of pressure in school and they're really busy. It just seems like anymore that there's constant activity and they're constantly going to all kinds of different sports or different events. And there's just, they're, I think they are just tired a lot of times, you know, they're just dealing with so much stuff. But at home, I think the big thing that we see that affects a lot of teenagers in their lives is there's just a lot of divorce and a lot of family issue problems where there's strife in the house and, you know, parents are fighting or, you know, they're getting divorced. And, you know, we see, you know, you might have some teenagers only come every other week to youth group because it might depend on which parent they're living with each week or if they can go on mission trips or even go to camp. Sometimes we hear, oh, well, you know, I may be living with dad, you know, and that might be in a different state for the summer, you know. And so just a lot of family, family issues causes a lot of stress and anxiety and can uh, keep them from being involved in the youth group as much, too. So I think that that's, that's a big issue right now that uh, just the breakdown of the family and what's happening in at home is a big, big part of the anxiety that they face. How would you encourage parents as they want to encourage their teens? 
Uh, I would just encourage them to just do all that they can to follow Jesus and what they do and, and to put their trust in him and realize that the teenagers in their home are seeing this and it's, it's affecting their lives in ways that they may not even understand right now that, uh, that will just cause a lot of stress and anxiety. And so I just encourage them to plug into the churches, uh, plug into other ministries uh, that are available, that uh, there's all kinds of ministries that can help with marriage issues and with maybe just go and get some counseling, could find a good Christian counselor. Um, I know of one of the churches that we're working with, they're, they're in the process of creating a counseling center in their community because they just know in a rural areas that counseling is, they may have to drive clear to Wichita or Kansas yeah. City to do these things. That makes it that much harder. So there's even churches in our communities that are trying to find ways to bring that kind of, those kind of resources into our local communities, which I think would be great. So just find those, those people, those churches and stuff that could help you work through the, the different issues you might be facing as a family and as husband and wife and plug into that because it, it affects more than just you as adults. It's affecting the teenagers and yeah. will affect them long-term possibly. So yeah, for the teen that's in that situation, and they're struggling. What would you say to them? I would say there is hope. I mean, that's a big part of the message of the gospel is that there is hope. Even in those times where you feel like you're abandoned, you feel like uh, maybe nobody loves you, that God loves you and that he He wants to be in your life and to give you um, hope and give you strength in the midst of the storm and to find, find those people who can uh, help you find that hope and be around other people that have that hope and, and spend time with them and just know that God loves you. We've seen a number of articles lately that talk about the teenager and Generation Z, so to speak, uh, falling away from, from the faith, uh, mm-hmm. this uh, continued growing disbelief in God, yes. in God's Word, in the church. How does that affect you? Well, we definitely are passionate about helping teenagers become fully devoted followers of Jesus. And one of the things that in this current culture is just the amount of information that's out there that's against that belief system, against the Christian belief system. Then we talked about earlier some of the stresses in their lives. Well, I think the technology is a big stress, and it's just they're overloaded with information all the time and they can find all these people now you know where it used to be you'd have to go searching deep you know to find any people who are fighting against the christian faith but now it's just blatant out in the open and youtube channels and all kinds of the whole deconstruction movement and all that type of stuff where people are actually encouraging them to not believe in jesus and to walk away from the faith and as a part of that and i've just become passionate especially in the last couple of years of just working in apologetics types teaching into our lessons and just teaching them that they can trust the Bible, that they can trust the things that they read in there. And that the Bible's not anti-science. The Bible shows us, gives us the, the what the life is all about. We teach them that the entire Bible is the Word of God and that, that it reveals the complete story, uh, storyline from Genesis to Revelation, that we're a part of that storyline. And that uh, they this year, I'm wearing our shirt right now, is our theme is in his image. And we were spending most of our year just teaching out of the first three chapters of Genesis because there is just so much there to understand about who we are and that we're created in God's image and that he created us to be partners with him in this world and to um, take his hope to the world. And 
you know, just that aspect of we really now in these days, we can't just tell a few Bible stories and just say, hey, you know, have faith in Jesus. We really have to get into the nitty gritty of what it means to follow Jesus and to understand what the Bible is about and to understand uh, and even teach them about the things that they'll face that people will say to them about why they shouldn't trust the Bible, we need to give them a solid foundation to understand that it is real and that it can be trusted and that there are answers to these people who are telling them to not believe in these things, that they we can give them those solid answers so they can maybe keep their faith as they move into their young adult years. You know, I kind of feel like that's the way it was supposed to have been all along, right? <laughs> yeah. Like all along, it was supposed to be more than, oh, here, here's a fun story about a fish and Jonah mm. and so forth. Now right. go play. More about, hey, this is why I believe this. Mm-hmm. Like this, like, you know, really causing us, challenging us in our faith to go to God's word and wrestle with it. Right. And then take that to our teens and help them wrestle with it. Right. To wrestle with the the controversies, the challenges. Yeah. So that our faith becomes our own, we actually have a foundation to stand on. Right. As we've already wrestled with this verse, the, this passage, or this question brought to us by said challenger. Mm-hmm. And then we can have a meaningful conversation back to the challenger, right? pointing them towards Christ. Exactly. It's, it's planting those seeds. And right now I'm doing some training with, uh, just started a class that was Frank, Dr. Frank Turek and a bunch of apologists where I'm learning to even understand that and present apologetics in a much better way. And it's that planting that seed of, uh, in their minds and, and he compares it to gardening is like, we're, we're just, you know, we're watering and we're, we're pulling weeds and we're planting seeds and we're, we're just providing that so that that, that faith can grow in their lives yeah. long-term. It's not that we have can just, just give them one answer. It's like, we've got to provide them with all kinds of diff, of things that can help them and grow their inner faith to love God with all of their mind and have an answer for all of these different challenges that they're going to face to in their lives. Hey, Brian, thanks for joining us today here on KPRD Praise Radio.